Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host. In no way rushed, don't think about it. Kenny, we have our entire party except our warlock, so let's go through our wonderful people, including, but not limited to, our cleric. Hey guys, this is Scott, playing Slate. Our fighter. Hello, it's Jeff, playing Garen. Our bard. Uh, hi, this is Austin, playing L. And our Artifa wizard. Hey y'all, it's Dylan, playing Boomer. So, when we last left off, our party had just been told to roll for initiative, which was kind of a faux pas because I didn't really expect them to roll initiative and then to keep it for this week. So, roll initiative. We'll take it. Uh, Kenny, that'll be a, a 19 for Boomer. Brilliant. 12 for Slate. An 18 for Garen. Nice. Quick question. What are we fighting? I wasn't here last week. Oh, right. Uh, so the session ended with you guys breaking into um, basically the... What was it? It wasn't underground. You guys. It was were, underground. Yeah. You guys were, were, were teleported via a, a kooky, totally safe, not safe teleportation circle at the cost of let's just ballpark eight souls. Um, Seems good. Not ours. What? It's okay. Yeah, not your guys's. Oh. So you guys were okay, in an alleyway. Alright. Let's just go from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Probably safest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, rea- <laughs> I'm realizing I'm like burying the lead before it's even been crafted. So last week, you guys went to went into the uh, abode of the family known as the Glanders, and uh, a sort of pseudo-rival family to the Lexicondrius. And uh, you were greeted by a doorman who inspected you all to make sure none of you were carrying any relics that possessed divination magic as to protect the uh, secrets and conversations of the inside of the building. And then after you guys were deduced to be of no threat in that regard... A essentially trap door was pulled. You guys all were thrown into a chute. End up in a soggy basement. And uh, find soggy the nef- and corpse filled. Right, and, col- and corpse filled. You guys fell into a pile of corpses. Um, it was assumed that Boomer barfed. Of course. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Vomit and dead bodies. Yeah, that's a bad time. You guys find um, the master servant's nephew uh, that you were there to find and uh, sort of resuscitate him somewhat. He had been very uh, much famished, malnourished, and drained of his humors. Uh, You guys escape that room. There's a trap. Crossbowman, you guys do some really clever shit. Get out of that situation. Um butcher the crossbowmen that were shooting at you except for one bludgeon him into a confession he leads you guys out of the the torture basement into like a sort of like meeting room uh, like a conference room uh people start to investigate that chamber stop paying attention to that guard he runs away back down to the basement and uh next thing you know there's this monstrosity attacking you guys this sort of undead monstrosity 
and uh, Slate walks up, instills the fear of God in it. It runs away. You guys say, we should probably be going. Uh, someone says, that's probably a pretty good idea. You guys collect some evidence that damns the, the family, the Glanders, for consorting with vile necromancers, which, you know, the undead monstrosity was pretty good evidence of that. You guys get out of the house, uh, briefly ruin a tea party um, that the Glanders were hosting. See a guy that's like, that's super evil looking. I'm going to remember that. Uh, leave. You guys get into the cart, bail out, find the sort of local head of constabulary. And uh, he demands that you back up your accusations of the Glanders. So you guys escort him in the cart back to their property. He walks onto the property, is immediately attacked by the monstrosity. He dispatches it in a single pair of blows. Um, Slate gets some insight about how this guy functions as such a badass. And uh, then he goes, all right, very good. Going to go ahead and lock this place down. And uh, you guys uh, sort of give this head of constabulary a, um, the, the evidence you found to sort of damn the family. So not only have you guys succeeded in an impromptu smear campaign, uh, you've also arrested this entire family and saved the nephew you were going to go fetch. When you get back to the Lexicondrius estate... You find Murdoch, the uh, sort of barbarian friend of yours from the B-team, and Rudder. And uh, Murdoch sort of confronts you guys and says, Hey, uh, Jayla, Chesto, and myself were going and chasing down some hammered people. And we got ambushed. And we, succeeded, we, we were successful in the combat that we got ambushed by, but... At, while we were sort of picking our arrows back up and picking ourselves, you know, clean of debris and whatnot, uh, I got knocked down conscious. And when I woke up, I was still in the alleyway, but Jayla and Chesto were gone. So uh, he leads you guys back to that fight scene. The alleyway is still a mess of a combat. And uh, amongst everything that you find, a sort of uh, scroll case that has a scroll in it. And reading the incantation, you rec uh, your, your warlock, Valandess, recognizes it's a s teleportation circle spell. Scroll. Oh. And everyone's like, uh, I don't know about this. Well, we got to go save the guys, so our, uh, our friends. So he reads it, and you guys are uh, – the, the, the magic is fueled by reaping the souls of the nearby dead, which were the recently uh, adver adversaries to your B-team. Um, so you guys go into the void. It's super scary, like it always is, because there's that big fucking earthworm-like monster, except he's not chasing you this time. He's consuming and feasting on the eight souls that were paid to him to let you use the spell. Oh, super cool. Yeah. So he's like, looking at you guys, but he's too busy being a fat Buddha with, like, a pizza in his hand to worry about it. Uh, so you guys walk the little cobblestone path in the abyss and end up in this small, closed-off, single-doored chamber that has the same runes that make up the teleportation circle. This is clearly uh, to, to be receiving people. You exit that room, and a short hallway later, you go into this much wider chamber, and you see that there's a dozen people laid across the wall in a semicircle that are chained to the wall, 
and this robed individual is anointing them one by one ritualistically with the hammer necklaces. And he has just anointed um, Chesto with one, and uh, Jahela is next. So it's your entire party and Murdoch and uh, Rudder fighting um, presumably four to five anointed people and also assumedly this robed figure who turns around and yelled, attack. Good times. All right, cool. Let's let's do this. So I'm still waiting for initiative from Geheran. It was 18. I rolled it in the... Uh... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Pluvial then. Eight. Okay. Uh, one second. I'm just rolling up everything else. Cool. Oh, also there was a pool, I believe I, I declared. There was a pool of like a viscous liquid, oil-like. Is that right? Uh, I think you I said it was blood. Said. Yeah, let's it go with It was definitely that. blood. Yeah, because this guy has um, blood-soaked robes in the literal sense. Just smearing it around like an angry slug. Yeah. And a morbid slug. Macabre. Yeah, uh, yeah hey. Look at them SAT words. Um, <clears throat> so, first on the initiative is the priest. He uh, raises a wicked holy symbol that is basically a larger version of the necklace that he was wearing. And uh, appears with him a large spiritual weapon, much like what you've seen Slate summon, except it's a huge black warhammer. And uh, he, use, he swings it at one of the people that he has not anointed yet and caves that person's head in. And uh, he looks like he's about to line up for the next one. Rude. <clears throat> it is Boomer's turn. Oh, hello. Hold on. All right. Um. Uh, I'm gonna bonus action Thundermonger round, and then I'm going to. Can I try shooting the holy symbol out of his hands? Uh, sure. Go ahead and just do that with disadvantage. Uh, that's a critical fail. Bummer. Yep. Um. What was the off? What was the good die? Uh, a fourteen plus five, so nineteen. Let's just say you hit him regularly, then. Okay. So you go for a well play shot, but you go really wide, and it just plunges into his chest instead. Alrighty, so it would be. Five. Uh, 
it's eight regular, eight piercing, and uh, 11, uh, uh, 11 thunder. So 19 in total? Yep. Yeah, he's dead. Uh. Oh. Mm. Okay. The he goes down the- with a wet flop as uh, he adds a little bit of his own blood to his robes. But you notice, as you sort of pull your weapon from your face to get a full view, uh, it is not actually blood that flows from his robes. It is pestilence. His entire body has turned into a mild river, or sorry, a small stream of small insects. Fireball, boys. (laughs) Dodge. <laughs> okay. What's the rest of your actions? Um, I'm going to move back away as far as I can from him. Kind of position myself in like a corner or something. Um, which corner of the circle would you like to be in? Oh, yeah. I guess it's a circle. Um, so no, um, I'll just get just by, imagine it's, it's it's more like an oval, like if, not being coy at this point. Um. It's more like an oval, and you guys came in through one of the wide sides, and each of the tips of the oval is a doorway, and the entire other side of the oval from you guys is the 12 people chained up. And to your Uh, right is the the four or five people that have been been anointed, including Chesto, and then the other six, seven people, except for the dead guy, were non-anointed, including Jehala. Uh, can I head over towards Jahala without causing a uh, an opportunity attack? Yeah. Yeah, I want to get as close to her as I can uh, to try to unchain her neck. The next round I can. All right, so you get to her, and then that's the end of your turn. Yep. Uh, also, a uh, quick thing. Um, my mole uh, initiative is 13. We always forget about mole. Yep. What's his dexterity? Uh, it is one. Like it, 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 it's modifiers one. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, next up is Gaharan. All right. How many more bad guys are in the room? Well, there's the writhing pile of insects, and then there are five chained up people that have been anointed with uh, the 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 hammers. Oh, darn it. Well, I, um, not wanting to risk just stabbing people that they might still be able to save like that one guy. Um, would he be able to reach the chained up people and try to undo the chains on the unanointed ones? To try and at least free one or two of them before something else bad happens? Sure. And maybe on the way, step on some of the bugs. <laughs> okay. So you sort of walk through the little pile of gross. They crunch loudly under your feet. Uh, but as you're walking through it, you realize they've recognized your footfall and are rapidly climbing up your leg. All right. Um, make a constitution save. Eighteen. 
So <clears throat> you recognize that that tickle is not your hairs or your scales standing on end. These bugs are attempting to burrow into you. Uh, but you're, you're as tough as you are strong, and I mean that in the density way. They can't quite seem to pierce your scales before you can slap the majority of them off of your calves. But you take two piercing damage from the result. Not the bees. Not the bees! Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, after that, you do arrive at one of the people. Just on like one foot hopping and slapping his own legs. Right. <laughs> um, is there like a simple clasp to the chain or am I going to have to try and portcullis this shit? Um, the, uh, so it's like an eye hole. Oh, sorry, an eyelet um, bar that's sticking out of the wall. And then the, the, the chains have been folded oh. into that eyelet. So the shackles that are holding them are, you know, in there good. So you'd have to either break the chains or something. They're just like regular old iron chains. Kinda. Um. Well, I mean, I guess I'll try and. I don't know. Should I use my hands or halberd? That's a good question. I'm sure nothing bad will happen to this guy if I try and use my axe-like object to break iron chains. Can I tell him the duck? I want yeah. to tell him the duck. Yeah, I he falls as slack as he possibly can. And uh, there's sizable, like, multiple feet of chain for you to swing at. Oh, they're that thick? No, 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 they're just that long. Oh, I was just going to try and break it and at least get him out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to try and swing and break one of the chains. All right, roll for damage. You hit it. It's chain. Yay. Uh, 17. Damage. 17 damage? Okay. Your weapon easily sunders the <clears throat> simple iron chains that are binding this person to the wall. But did the chains take a reaction? Huh. That's weird. The chains no longer binding him to the wall, lash out like a pair of tentacles from his wrists and attempt to bind themselves uh, to your arm. Make a deck save. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh! 17. In the beat of an instant, you see them almost like snakes striking at your forearms. You gesture out of the way and then deftly grab one with your off hand and wrap it once, coil, coil it once around the other, and they get bound up upon themselves. So while this guy is and the, the, the coiled-up chains meld together into a single lump of iron, so now this poor bastard is still shackled, but he's not shackled to a wall anymore. Just a, a lot of weight. Not really. Like um, 15 pounds of iron. I'm helping. He seems grateful. <laughs> he would give him like kind of like a grin like, hey. Did it. 
Um, yeah, um, he's out of ideas. He, he's afraid to try and help anyone else now. He just looks at the party with like the the hands up, like someone with ideas, kind of gesture. And that's pretty much going to be his turn. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, next up is Murdoch. Murdoch, with a quickness, leaps across the ten-foot-wide pool of blood. Pluvial, would you, as the highest passive perception in the room, I'm going to offer you a chance to perceive at a reaction speed. Sure. Do I need to roll for this? Just yes. Oh. That's a twenty. Yeah, twenty. Just flat twenty. Yeah. Okay. So you see, you see Murdoch leap across the pool, and you're like, "That's probably a bad idea," and but he definitely cleans it. Yet you swore you saw the blood of the pool reach up to grab at his ankles while he crossed it. Despite it failing to do so. Hmm. Uh, Murdoch steps before Jayla and sort of gently nudges Boomer out of the way and gives you a, a, a one-sided smile as he, um, with his bare hands, deftly breaks the chains binding Jayla. They attempt the same method as the previously saved person, but uh, Murdoch is not bound, just like Geheran is not bound. Um, with both of his hands free, he just grabs the chains and wraps them around Jayla's um, forearm. So now she kind of looks like uh, the, fuck, Kratos. Yeah. And uh, he sort of gives her a sort of gesture, like if she asking if she's okay, and she nods. And her hands begin to flare with magic once again. It is now the mole's turn. Hey, it's your boy, the mole. Um, what do I want him to do? Hmm. Hey, can is blood a good conductor for electricity? It's slightly inferior to water due to its high <laughs> high iron content. I was hoping those guys would be like stepping out blood and then a little bit of shock and grasp in there. Um, uh, I'm going to have him go over to just uh, help Jesto or help whoever's uh, taking care of the chain as the help action. Okay. Give them like give them a you know advantage on breaking chains or whatever it is they can. So do. so your mole will hold his action. To, with the intent to assist the next person that tries to break the chains. Yes. Okay. Yep. Give him a little, you know, hurrah, hurrah. You can do it, I believe. Or Nash at it with his tiny multi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the mole's turn. Slate. Yeah. Uh.
Is there anything else in the room besides the prisoners and the pool? Well, the and writhing the bugs? mass of mo yeah. Th yeah, those are the only things. Well, sentient things. There's a couple of torches and tonches and such. There's no exit. Yeah, that is like I said, there, in the in the oval shaped room that you guys are in, the edge, the ends, the like ne the narrow ends of the oval are doors. Gotcha. Um, Reinforced I'm go wooden doors. Yeah, so on the side of the room where the prisoners are, I assume that's the far end of the oval. Yep. I'm going to walk uh, the opposite way around the blood pool uh, of the bug swarm. Okay, so that's the side of the room with the anointed prisoners that are like wild animals lashing at you from the wall. How much distance is in between the blood pool and the chain prisoners? Ten. So I have a choice of walking near the prisoners or the blood pool. Hmm. Seems it's good. It's just blood, man. Yeah, and I didn't see what Tolivial said. Uh, yeah. So knowing that the crazed prisoners will probably attack me, this bad boy will cast Sanctuary on himself. Okay. And walk close or walk equidistance from the blood pool and the. Uh, prisoners trying to get towards the door oh you're able to get to the door without getting close to anybody oh well then i'm not gonna care never mind i don't I, I thought i thought that that was implied that they could attack me no 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 no, no. uh sorry if it'll help i can like quickly throw together a little picture yeah uh paint a picture for me please let me just get some microsoft paint Oh, I'm and we're sorry. just gonna add a little bit of happy blood right there. <laughs> just a little, a little blood right there. Just a little That's bit of blood more, right there. Some more blood over there because everyone needs a friend. There are no, just there are a no happy mistakes. dead body. No mistakes. No just happy little blood. Just a happy little dead person. Oh, little wait. splash of pestilence. Oh wait, it's a child. It's a dead person. Oh god. That's that's mighty tragic. <laughs> Wouldn't y'all think that that's a little bit unsettling now? Well, not a bit. Go ahead and beat your brush off, and we're gonna get we're gonna get some nice dark red. Everybody knows you gotta have a little bit of darkness before the dawn. That's probably something he really said. Like, if I saw that on a T-shirt, I'd be like, "Wow, that's some dark shit," he said. Yeah. Man, do you guys remember when this podcast used to be just shooting guns in the air and making fart jokes? It's Got pretty much you. just the episodes that you make it that. like. I think it was episode two when Devin's character shit his pants. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. Remember his fan fiction? <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to that. I didn't get any resolution out of it, and now I'm upset again. <laughs> It's not going to help. No, no, knowing the answer isn't going to make it better. And you all should know that by now. Oh, Lord. There's still an entire monorail powered by torture. It's, it's elementals, though. So, like, who cares, right? Don't think about I it. Hey, I still got that coin. 
Yeah, the fact that we've gotten this far and no one's cashed in their favorite coins yet is is pretty great. Hey, is there an LL Rail station in town? <laughs> um, actually, yeah, there is an LL Rail station, but it's at the edge of the lake. It doesn't go over the lake. That'd be silly. No, that's fine. I need to like go hit that up. Mm -hmm. I need a demon army and my own personal LL Rail and a giant mecha suit. What's a mecha suit? It's, I have, I, I don't know. I don't a lot know. of gyroscopics. Yeah. <laughs> and a new Clock. belt buckle. Clockwork Space Marine. Clockwork Space Marine. It says, it says, my pants are lifted up by Jesus. I don't know. All right. What? So I can wear it to church. Here's a little thing that I just really, really slipshottily threw together. Oh, that's pretty good. So the yellow door is where you guys came in from. The pool of blood in the middle is the pool of blood. Uh, the, p the pink star is the nasty pile of grossness. The doors are the fucking doors. The light blue are the people that can be saved, one of which has already been saved. The dark blue is uh, Jayla. The brown dot is Chesto. And the red dots are uh, chained up naughty boys. Hmm. Hmm. You came into yeah. the yellow door, right? Yes. Well, there. I mean, we teleported in, didn't we? No, no. no. You, there's a there's another room to the south, past the yellow door. That's where you teleported in from. Ah, uh, cool. There's like a little um, vestibule. Yeah. This happy little dwarf is going to go check the door on the right and investigate it thoroughly. Uh, okay. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. What does a 12 get me? I'm trying to see if the door is trapped or if I can hear any noises on the other side of the door. A 12 reminds us that uh, when Arn doesn't keep his mic closed, we can hear everything again. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, a 12 tells you that the door is trapped uh, on the other side. And that trapping mechanism unlocks the door. So you have no idea how to open this door from this side. Hmm. Well, that's my turn. All right. Next up is Rudder. Sorry. Yep, Rudder. The Rudder... best party member. Yeah. Rudder dashes around the pool of blood, recognizing the danger, and leaps at Chesto. Uh, and muzz and throws his massive maw onto the necklace, rattling it like a crocodile trying to kill its prey. Uh, you can see Chesto in his maddened haze is clawing with his bare hands at his own dog. Uh, and as blood begins to seep through Rudder's thick fur, the necklace is ripped off of his neck and thrown into the pool of blood. Uh... Slate, if you have any reaction healing magic, use it on the dog now. <laughs> um, this, this sort of whole motion causes a bit of a reaction. The necklace sort of explodes as Rudder pulls it off of Chesto. Um, and uh, the explosion knocks very... It, it's similar to when you tried to cast an identification magic on a boomer, uh -huh. but a little smaller in scale. Uh, and the force knocks Chesto against the wall and uh, 
casts Rudder down to the floor near the pool of blood. But with his last little ounces of energy, he sort of throws the, the necklace into the pool and a mass of hundreds of small blood, basically blood hands, concave up and around like a tidal wave consuming the necklace. Huh. I thought you were about to say the dog and I was going to be really sad. Oh, man. Slate jumps in the pool of blood. <laughs> but Rudder is right next to the pool. Uh, and seems to be in uh, bad shape. Someone get that doggy. I'm not going to say the words that that dog lets out a really sad noise that we can all hear, because that's... Listen, I'm okay with killing kids in this campaign. I'm okay with making you guys feel like (laughs) you're the reason people innocents die. I'm not okay with, like, thoroughly describing a dog receiving pain. Like, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. No, we don't want you to. Why did you put the dog in danger in the first place? This is your fault. Because Rudder is a fucking hero. And heroes get hurt. Only, only one in this party. <laughs> what we're spells you got? Heroes. Convert him. Save that dog. What spells I got? You were you were all there the episode that Kenny was like, oh, by the way, you can't heal no more. Not directly. In the traditional yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can't point my finger and be like, God says you're okay. <laughs> I don't got that power no more. Well, use Reiki or something. <laughs> Never say that word in my fucking presence again, or this room will in fact avalanche. <laughs> Campaign <Okay>. over. <laughs> wow. We can talk about it in real life. We're not talking about it right now. Anybody feel that wizard's lightning like looming over us? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> it's your earth chakra. It's uh, it's Paluvial's turn. Is it really? You should yeah. kill that dog. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What can we do about the dog? What can we do about the pool of blood? What's this? What's the floor made out of? Um, let's say it's a uh, tiled wood. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh huh. L is gonna cast. How big is that dog? How big is the dog? Yeah. He's like a large mastiff. He's probably about 85 to 110 pounds. It's a big boy. L could probably pick that up if you really tried at it. So L casts fly on himself okay. and just like flies over to the dog. I don't think he can do much more this round. That's right now. I mean, you can pick him up and then move ha- the half of your remaining speed. Yeah, I do that. Where do you take him? Up. Just up. Just Home. up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you get the sense that this dog is quite hurt. He's. You can feel him breathing his huge lungs, but uh, there's not a, there's not much fight left in this pooch. Killing his next round, buddy. And Chesto is not looking much better. You can wait. <laughs> Fucking savage. <laughs> we only care about the dog. I get that. I've, I've downloaded that. I will use my very last vial of musk blood on this dog. <laughs> I just not a doubt in my mind. Okay. Um, at zero... All of the six remaining baddies break their chains, 
and lunge at you guys. Boo. One of them attacks Murdoch. Is incredibly unsuccessful. One of them tries to grapple Boomer. Boomer, make an opposed grapple check. I can use dexterity, right? You may use dexterity. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it don't matter. That's a three. All right, he grabs uh, you. Altogether, altogether, it's a nine. He grabs you and pins you to the floor, and you can yeah. see something coming up his throat is a thick bulge. <clears throat> and then he vomits pestilence onto your face. Make a constitution <clears throat> save. Okay, that's better. Uh, that is a non-natural 20. Okay. You're able to keep your nose, eyes, ears, and mouth shut, but do take four poison damage. Okay. Uh, Slate, you didn't actually cast Sanctuary on yourself, correct? Correct. All right. You're also getting attacked, but by two this time. Well, hot diggity dang. Um, so make a opposed grapple, please. One. Uh, nat 20. Okay. So the two of them tried to like alley-oop you by like one of them getting on your side and like pulling your off arm away. And then the other went in for, to grab you. Uh, but your training shines through like a rust dwarf's training always does. And in the most dire of moments, you shift your body and clobber them into one another, putting their weights against each other, and are able to uh, dodge getting pinned. Woo! Wait, you're not a Rust Dwarf, are you? Yeah. Okay, I, th I thought you were. I knew you were from the desert, but I didn't want to misspeak. Excuse me. No, you're good. <clears throat> um... Polluvial, one of them is going to grab your ankles, but is in fact not tall enough. Leaps yeah. over the pool of blood to get at you and uh, is also coincidentally grabbed by the ankles by the pool of blood, which swiftly devours him like some sort of crazed spawn of piranhas. There's always a bigger fish. Yep. And then the, the, the last guy is going to run and attack uh, Geharin. Karen, make an opposed grapple. I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, nat 20 for a total of 28. Yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and roll damage. Just D6 plus strength. <laughs> uh, 14. Describe no, to me... 11. Describe to me how you reverse slam this idiot to the ground. Are RKO's cannon? Uh, if you... Here's what I'll say. If you want to in length describe how you RKO this guy, you may say that you are RKO this guy. But if you just say oh, you RKO him, then that's not real. All right, how about this, though? The boy's coming straight at me, right? Right. Um, I would say then at this moment, uh, years of mercenary training kick in, and Garen would deliver a swift knee into the man's gut to try to drop him, double him over. And uh, at least give him a stunner. We're gonna we're gonna hurt this man's face. He would uh, grab the man's head and uh, drop to the ground, putting the man's face into his shoulder. Yep. As he drops, yep. he is 
let's say unconscious. Karen cracks two beers. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I hope I wasn't a buzzkill. What I meant to say was, if you will describe RKOing him, you could do no, that that's in the future. No, that's totally fair. I just didn't want to take liberties. Good, good, good. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you finished that little reversal with picking up your weapon. All right. All right. Um, the round resets. We go to the top. The priest is dead. But that's funny. <clears throat> He's still on the initiative order. That means there must be something afoot. The mass of writhing disgusting fills the robe and stands back up. Uh, and shoots a, a ball of itself at Boomer. Kick him in while he's down. Uh, Boomer, your AC... Oh, wait, this is a ranged attack, uh, and you're prone. Let me roll disadvantage. Even worse. Boomer, you don't happen to have an AC of six, do you? Nah, it's 18, my dude. All right, cool. Yeah, he misses you bad. Um, let's go ahead and say that since you're being pinned by a dude, this ball of pestilence latches onto him and concaves his head by devouring his soft flesh body. Oh, I vomit. <laughs> I just vomit. Yeah. Just everywhere. I'm, that's the worst. Like, like straight up in the air and just all over yeah. your Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, when he, after the whole pestilence, like, bulging up in his throat and then getting killed by pest. Yeah, no. There's nothing keeping it at anymore. <laughs> Speaking of that, it's your turn, Boomer. Oh, thank God. Uh, so I'm no longer grappled? Correct. There is a right. There is a. Uh, like mildly like jostling corpse on the ground next to you that's being swiftly devoured. Okay. Um let me look at the map real quick. All of those guys that were chained have scattered, right? Yep. Two of them are attacking Slate. Um one of them attacked uh you, one of them died to the pool, one of them uh attacked Murdoch and then one of them attacked Geheron, who was Slifty dispatched by Geheron. Okay. Um, is the priest within a 15 foot rate, 15 feet of me? Yes. Cool. Uh, I'm going to hit him with a uh, burning hands. Okay. Is that uh, a need deck? A, yeah, deck saving throw. He failed. Uh, Maximize your damage. Cool. Altogether, that's 3d6. That's so, 18 damage. Alright, yeah. You set the swarm of bugs alight, and it turns out that kills them. Yay! Cool. Just like... Have you ever seen like a, like a, like a spider in a, in a campfire, and it like pops... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but like a thousand of them. That's all. Awesome. Mm. I would say that's the most grotesque thing you've seen all day, but then again, this episode. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I just saw a guy, like, vomit bugs on me and then get his face eaten by bugs. Yeah, no, it's... On a normal day, this would contest, but uh, it's not even placing. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. What's the rest of your um, turn? Cool. Uh, bonus action. Load a um, Thundermonger round. And then I'm going to move uh, back where, like, away from the, um, towards the, the door to the left. Okay. Uh, where, uh, past the, the, the bugs, the dead bugs now. Yep. Um, it is actually the guy that was saved by uh, Gaharan's turn. He looks over Gaharan and you see him brandish a small necklace, a, a wayfish little holy symbol, and he thumbs it between his thumb and his forefinger and dashes over to Chesto, rubbing it intently. Uh, anyone close by can hear him murmur a few small whispers as uh, some gentle clo- like ribbons of light wrap around Chesto's wounds, uh, and they seem to close a little. Next up, it's Gaharan's turn. All right, so all the people wearing necklaces are down in some way? No. Or how many are still up in... There's one fighting Murdoch, and then there's two fighting Slate. Well, two on one ain't fair. Um, and I know I, I I always forget to mention this in combat, but there's a pool of blood. The uh, secret die, hashtag blessed on Garen's halberd. Right. Um, but he's totally going to charge... One of the guys facing Slate who are probably facing away from Garen, question mark? Yeah. And try to run one through? Roll to hit. Good old boy that he is. Does a 16 hit? That it does, my dude. Sweet. Yay. Um, 18 damage? Yeah. Turns out you dispatched that guy pretty hard. I'm just going to try and use my second attack to kill the other guy. Go for it. Uh, I don't think a 13 hits him, or does it? It it does. All right. Um, 16 damage. Equally and thoroughly dispatched. Garen looks pumped and, like, shoots Slate a finger gun while still holding his halberd. Slate, Slate returns. Would you like? Good. Uh, Slate returns the finger gun and winks. All right. Next up is Murdoch. Murdoch grabs the man that is standing before him with his bare hands and pulls his skull apart. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to do it the easy way. <laughs> you can see he's frothing with rage, and I don't mean that in, like, a like a descriptive way. I mean, like, a mechanical way. Well, he, he's a barbarian. Oh, he's a straight-up barbarian. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe that's all of those guys, right? 
Yeah. For now. So yeah, you guys are off initiative. L heals the doggy. Alright. The dog is healed. Roll heals. Yeah. Um, the two guys beneath Garen, anything cool in their pockets? They're barely wearing clothes. That's not a Warhammer. <laughs> God damn it. Um, can uh, Boomer start, like, tinkering away at the locks and trying to get them off? Yeah, of absolutely. The the people. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, he'll, he'll start working on that. If they're magical, he'll try to arcanely tinker them? The only ones that were um, magical in nature were the ones on Jayla, and they were okay, suppressing cool. her ability to cast magic. Uh, All right, cool. Then, yeah, he'll just go through and start unlocking them. Okay. That's, a, that's a 16 health to the doggy. All right. Rudder's looking fit as a foxhound. Foxy hound. Rudder gives you a big old lick that encompasses probably two-thirds of your face before he dashes off uh, to protectingly nuzzle and guard Chesto, who is unconscious. Oh, I guess it's just assumed that I went back to the ground, so that works. Yeah. Cool. I mean, he leaps out of your hands either way. Like, Whoa. Okay, so... Uh, a moment later, you guys have released all the prisoners. The majority of them seem absolutely famished or weak. The uh, the one who you released first and went over to heal Chesto reveals himself to be one of the local priests, uh, one of the one of the holy orders. He fashions himself somewhat of a of a healer and offers any services, although they will be meager. He's not in his fully you know produced self. Well, how would you say that? He he's not feeling top notch, but he could help a little bit. Not in control of all his faculties. Uh, let's just I'm just saying he's running at like sixty percent. You know, like he's he's kind of hurt himself. He's probably been chained up for a couple of days. Weak. <laughs> Boomer can't. <laughs> I don't know why. Prisoners these days are kidding. soft. Uh, I don't, yeah, I just don't know why they got me. He's just like, yeah. It's... Because Boomer's sitting there with vomit dripping out of his beard. <laughs> just chuckling. Oh, yeah, I gotta get this. Hey, L, can you do the thing? I did it again. Ugh. L physically recoils from you, but then wash it off in the pool. But then he he is convinced to to siphon away the vomit. Yeah, all right. That's gross. That's very gross. No, just the prestidigitation, man. Yeah, that's what he did. Oh, cool. Doesn't make him. It doesn't make him more comfortable that it's with magic. Hell yeah, I appreciate it though. I'll get real scared. Did you guys see that? Let all them bugs eat that guy's face. That's scary. 
I yes. saw the whole thing. J- Jalen nods and he's like, "That was gross. Fuck that." <laughs> Anyways, we should uh, get the hell out of here. Murdoch has already thrown Chesto over his shoulder and nods in agreement. He seemed to have calmed down. What about right, that whole up. frothing, cursed pool of blood thing there? Uh... Jayla flips it off and says, we should just go. Fuck this place. Well. You know, they yeah, just yeah. eat a guy's face with bugs. Maybe she's right. Yep. Do we have a way out of here? Uh, she, uh... she points to the door that... Um, to the, that was to the left. That one seems to not be trapped, she says. Just ah, let me know if I need to shoulder charge it. Perfect. She's, cool. She walks Shit. up very, very talentedly. She seems to be without the majority of her arms and armor, but uh, she seems to be a deft hand with lockpicks. Despite not having them, she peers in through the crack of the door that she creates and sort of gestures that you all can come. It's clean. Excellent. Sorry, Dracon. There were more people chained up. What happened to them? Are they with us or are they dead? Yeah, they're they're commoners. They're less important. I didn't flush them out. That's fine. Just so we've got like a little band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a swath of civilians that you're escorting out of here. Cool. Worst case scenario, um, they act as improvised weapons. Yeah. Hey, as we're just like walking out of the room, L goes ahead and casts Wall of Fire, just like all around that big old pool of blood. Okay. You hear it screech. Sweet. Desired effect. <laughs> All right. That's it. Just it's a, cast and go. So the door reveals a 10-foot wide long hallway that seems to arc up. Following uh, it for about 25, 30 feet leads to a trap door leading up hmm hmm I say we go up L what's your uh, half elven eyes see they see a trap door well open it you dingus can't see through uh, L cracks it and peeks through you are in a mortuary do you want me to go first an empty one Mostly. There's a couple of other corpses lying around, as it is indeed a mortuary. But, uh, you know what? Go ahead and give me a history check real quick. Sure. That's ten. Um, yeah, there's not many mortuaries in the city, but you don't know which one you're in. Yeah. I don't hang out in graveyards very much. I've got no idea where we are, even if we're in the same city. Well, I mean, like... Yeah, that's true. I guess we did teleport. Well, let's just get out of here, because this is scary. I mean, there's more dead people. Uh, We should just leave. And we'll figure it out once we get outside. Good point. Uh, Geheran, after you... He would grunt and start to climb up the ladder. There isn't one. It's just kind of a slope. Oh, that's even cooler. Because um, that means he can still brandish his halberd as he uh, yeah. 
gets out and kind of scopes the room, blade outward. All right. So, yeah, this looks like just a regular mortuary. There's some pallets with corpses on them. There's some corpse chute uh, storage storage units in the walls. There seems to be an operating table where an autopsy has been freshly performed. But there seems to be no living souls about, uh, at least until you hear footsteps down the hall. There's a single entry exit to this chamber, although it is sizable chamber, uh, and it seems to go uh, in a, like a T intersection. It's like a doorway that leads to a hall that goes either direction. Uh, and Geheren, your senses tell you that someone's coming, but they seem to be rather leisure. There's no haste in their step. Can I attempt to like hide around the corner? Not around the corner, but like up against the wall. Where, like they wouldn't see me right when they come in. Uh, sure. sure. He Has would anyone do that. else followed you? And press all 400 pounds of his plate mail covered body against a wall. <laughs> Has anyone else gone up into the mortuary or are you guys waiting for Gaharan to give you the thumbs up? Oh no, I, I went up with him. Okay. So with that, the entire sort of crew comes into the room. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah. there's a mass of, like, 12 fucking people in this chamber. But Geheron is acting like a guillotine for this hallway. In walks in a rather uh, unimposing-looking figure. A uh, old human, very long in the beard. Immediate uh, looks to his chest and neck area reveal no necklace. And he seems to be dressed in a mortician's getup. Uh, Boomer will, um, like, hey, hey, who are you? And did you know that you had some sort of evil ritualistic shit happen under your feet? He sort of throws his hands up in the air, expecting that to, like, answer your question immediately. And then he turns up to see Geheron poised to probably strike him down if he was to be a threat and falls to his bottom, scurrying away with one hand raised above his head, a small, uh, billow of magic uh, sort of surrounding the front of him. He seems to have cast some sort of shield spell. And he goes, please, no, uh, no, 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 yeah, yes, but uh, no, I've not been a, uh, no. Hey, man, that magic shield won't protect shit. You better give me some answers now. Uh, Roll to intimidate. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's a critical fail. That's a a one. You hold your gun up the wrong way. Hell yeah. Can Garen try follow up with that with a roar? <laughs> sure. Um good. Say uh fifteen. Okay. So we'll say that you gave him an assist with that intimidation, and uh, he rolled with advantage, and he took your result since it's better. Sure. <laughs> could could we retcon because uh, my charisma is actually negative now, so oh. it would have been it would have been zero. Oh, okay. So yeah, you 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 like draw your gun to intimidate him and drop it. Yeah. And it like spins on the ground for a second and terrifies everybody in the room that knows what that thing can do. Picture him putting the barrel in his own mouth to intimidate the man. 
I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll pull trigger. I'll fuck your day up, man. You don't even know what this thing could do. I do. But Garrett sort of clears the throat and then just sort of scares the absolute absolute and literal piss out of this old man. The uh, magic shield sort of shatters like glass. Uh, and he goes, so, yes, yes, I knew. No, no, I didn't help or 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 help. No, I, he seems fucking terrified. El, can you at least like clean the pee off this guy? It's getting pathetic. No, I am not some sort of maid duty for bile. Clean yourselves up. Hey, man. Man, like, it's every once in a while when I get scared. Bring a baggie with you. What's a baggie? A, you have a bag of... Well, don't use the bag of holding for that. <laughs> no, that's the main purpose for the bag of holding now. Just my vomit. That's disgusting. It's horrifying. That's then, a lot of vomit. Then, and then when we go up against a big bad, I'm just going to dump it everywhere. And like open it up laid on the floor and hopefully just punch the bag be... inside out. Yeah, oh yeah, god. And then, <laughs> and then it'll be like difficult terrain or something. Who knows? It'll be <laughs> difficult difficult to continue. Jesus. Uh, Slipping and sliding everywhere. <laughs> this might be a moot point, but since L sort of pities this guy, he is going to cast the friendship spell on him, which okay. means he makes a charisma save, DC 15. And if he fails, we're friends. Uh, yeah, he, he fails the save. He's charmed. We're total friends for one minute. And then he realizes that I cast magic on him and he gets mad about it. Well, probably, right? Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's written in the spell description that they become hostile, but I guess you can take that however you want. Right. Uh, I mean, hostile... Like, this guy's not going to draw a scalpel and be like, let's go, fucker. <laughs> Was that magic? Get How Adam Pil- dare you? Roll initiative. <laughs> Get Adam Pilgrim. Cut them motherfuckers. Anyway, so so he sort of tries to start to stand up a little bit and, and uh, sort of says, oh, well, I, I am the m- m- mortician here at the, the, the prison of Verde. Which rings a bell, and that sort of Polluvial gets like a aha moment. Uh. Like, oh shit, we're in the prison. Of course. How did I not recognize it? Right. And he goes, I, I, I check to see and make sure how the in the 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 the, the people here die if they've died, or I've been known to bind and heal wounds if needed, but very rarely. Uh, I I knew that corpses in my mortuary were disappearing, and well, I looked down there once and heard ritual. I, I closed and locked the door, but that never seemed to help. But they never bothered or attacked me. I I I didn't even see who came and went. But every night I could hear them chanting. I see. I see. Doesn't sound like it was your fault at all. You couldn't have known or stopped them. Well, sounds as if you were just going about your duty and didn't know 
weren't any the wiser of the nefarious deeds going on below. Sort of shakes I, his head. I think we could let you go out this time, as long as you live rightly from now on. He nods gingerly. Just let us know how to uh, find the exit to the prisons and we'll be out of your hair. He nods and goes, I, I have an uh, emergency uh, exit here. And he sort of moves some things aside off of one of the walls and reveals a hidden lever, which he deftly pulls. And with a loud kink, uh, part of the wall sort of like spins on a, on a pivot and reveals a hidden doorway. Excellent. It's uh, The doorway is revealed to show you a hall of stone that uh, has torches and tonches that are not lit, and the air is old and uh, musty. Do any of us have light? Slate taps his mace and uses the light spell. Yep. All right, if there's no objections, Garen will go first. All right, you all sort of go down the hallway and you hear behind you the mortician sort of yeah, sort of bellow to you all. Just follow it until you see a single iron door. Uh, the, the, the code is 377. Uh, is he trying to leave? Uh, no, he just isn't following you down the hallway. Nah, Slate's not alright with that. Slate's gonna go up to him and be like, Come on. But my duties. You said I could go. I didn't say anything. He follows. All you gotta do is make let us get through the door, and I don't care what you do, but until we know that code works, you're coming with us. He nods and seems kind of resided to his fate. It's been a minute, and he, you know the spell is worn off, L, but mm -hmm. he, there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of fight in this old man. Uh, yeah, so you guys walk for probably a couple hundred feet or so. When uh, in the distance, in the darkness, the light yields to a door. With a simple barcode, not barcode, Jesus, a simple code lock. Ah. L asks the um, nimble-fingered uh, Jayla. She nods and goes, on it. She walks up and just, like, sort of recites the code at the mortician who feebly nods his head. She inputs the three-digit code. No traps, no nothing. Door opens, and it's you guys are on the street in the middle of Verde. It's like nothing nothing happened. Slate's going to turn around to the mortician and be like, get. He nods and sort of scuffles away into the darkness. Well... Perfect. Well, um, 
should we go back to your estate, L, or should we just leave? L swallows hard and says, uh, "Oh, I, we uh, 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 you know, we can bail. Like we can let these people go, let Jahala and all them take uh, what's his name back to his cousin. We can bail. We can go to the the crystal. We can get the things done. We uh, the nephew's already been returned to the uncle. Oh, then we can just go." What's holding us here? Come on, man. You it's... can't let your mom... You 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 walk around here and talk a big game about, oh, I'm not here to clean up your vomit. I'm not here to do this, that, and the other. And then the next thing someone says is your mom and you turn into a little pansy boy. Come on now. You are an adventurer. You have seen some shit, my dude. You just... You can't go back to your mom. Let's go take care of this crystal thing. And then bail. Uh, L looks at once very doubtful and unsure. But uh, he says, I th- I think I do need to return briefly. I'd like to see... Ah. I'd like to see Ilbrin. Though hopefully avoid my mother. Man. Alright. You know, if that we'll would be alright with... You lot, and he asks the group as a whole. Man, you know I'll follow you. I just, mom was super scary, man. No, I agree. I agree. What about y'all? Y'all coming too, or? Yeah, until the job's done. Jayla shrugs. Uh, Murdoch sort of just like hoists Chesto back up on his back completely. Alright. Well, let's get out of here. Let's head back. How how far away is it, do you think, from the jail to your estate there, Al? The jail is rather close to the center of the town, of the city. So it's actually quite close to where you're heading. So to go back out towards your estate is a little in the wrong direction, but it's not far. All right. L's going to try and um, convince them to wait at the gate so that he can sort of uh, sneak inside and just get a word with Ilbrin. If, if the party can be convinced, that is. So you guys pull up to the estate's property and out from one of the out from the last alley before you reach there Ilbrin steps into the street and sort of gestures Geheran to stop uh, he does so pulling the cart to a halt and looking at the man he nods and gives you a deep bow he walks over and approaches you and, and, and Draconic goes I will find a way, my good friend. You and your friends have done me a great kindness to my family. I don't know what I can do, but when I find the ability to do it, rest assured, I will be there for you. In fact, um, you would. Oh, go oh got finished. Sorry. He says, "In fact, I may have exactly what you might be looking for at this current time." Here, and he slips you a single coin. Um, Garen would look at the coin and kind of like give it a one-two. 
it seems rather nondescript. Uh, it, on one side, it looks like a regular gold coin. But on the other side, it has this very ornate symbol. And along the entirety of its perimeter, it spells the family name Lexicondrius. Oh, oh my. Yes. Should you need to be anywhere in this city that you might have trouble, I feel that coin might come and help you. It's worth a little more than just 10 silver. Um, wow, that's quite a gift. L has caught on to who's stopped the cart and steps outside of the carriage. Uh, and addresses Ilbrin. He bows. Says, Ilbrin, my friend, my good man. I have an unreasonable favor to ask you. He nods. Of course, young master. What is it? I understand the... Uh, I understand what it is I ask, but... I need you to lie to my mother. He looks she... up at Heron and looks back at you and goes, Nothing is too tall of an ask. You have saved one of my family. I will gladly die on any hill you pick. Hopefully it does not come to that, though it is not out of the picture. Listen. Uh, she must be convinced that I was taken away on this adventuring business. I was given a little bit of inspiration in when, when we recently found a teleportation scroll that took us to parts unknown. If you may, you may use that as explanation for how we disappeared so suddenly, but she must think that I was taken away against my will out of the city and I could not return after completing the task that she assigned. He steps closer to you. And says, young master, for you to be taken from the city against your own will, do you not think that that would invite more than a drop of your mother's wrath on anyone and anyone? El blanches a bit at the thought. Says, you phrase a fair point. Perhaps phrase it as urgent business. My own will, but superseding the need to both even that sounds unfortunate, but I think you get what I mean. He nods. I will do my best, sir. Thank you, Lilbrin. And for risking your position, I would like to return this to you. And he, and he produces the uh, favor coin. Ilbrin's smile is soft. It's almost like the relaxation you feel leaning back into a thick, velvety chair around a hearth fire. You swear if things were different, you'd see a tear. But he keeps it back and takes the coin, palms it to his chest, and bows as he stuffs it into his vest pocket and steps away, looking over his shoulder, merely wants to say, Do be safe, young master. El nods and gets back in the cart. He disappears back into the <clears throat> alley for which he came. And where are you all off to? We still need to go do that crystal thing, right? I Probably, I guess. 
I was thinking like what are the odds we could take a rest before we go off and save the world? Well, we should probably lay low. We could do it in the city, but we'll be less safe than outside of it. Um, we have two missions before us, my friends. To finish up our tasks with the crystals, this would be the most direct course. Or we could go in search of our lost compatriot, Bagdora Zor. One of those takes us out of the city and parts unknown. I don't even know where we would start investigating. I'd say Crystal first. We're here and it needs to be taken care of. Yeah, we shouldn't leave anybody behind. Truthfully. Who knows how far the other business will take us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we, if we, the longer we leave the crystal, leave the crystal unprotected, unprotected, the longer, longer more of these black hammer gentlemen will come around and around try to paint it. True enough. True enough. But do we want to stay here? Stay here? Inside the city to take a rest. I think we will attract less attention if we leave, if we stay in the city somewhere inconspicuous than if we were to leave it by the very few channels available to us and then re enter. All right. Sounds good. Let's, uh, I mean, we could rest in the cart if need be. Suppose so, but let's get away from here. Uh, L directs yeah. them to like the slummiest area that he knows, which is like not even the slums. Right. All right. So you guys travel to about a third of the way of the city's distance as the sun begins to be finished setting. It's dark and everyone's terribly exhausted. It's been a hell of a day. Uh, I will cast, um, alarm around the cart. Okay. Um, all right. I put the alarm up. Um, I mean, if anybody wants to take watch, we can, uh, uh Bill, hmm. where would the nearest, um, house of tricks be? <laughs> Uh, I'm a little turned around, unfortunately. These are lower class areas that I'm used to. I don't know. Uh, make it to the corner and show a little leg. Uh, I'll just go find it on my own. Yeah, Garen would offer to take a turn on watch. This town's full of people that turn into bugs. All right, so everyone else sort of stays in the cart, except for Slate. Yeah. 
All right, Slate, you find yourself in a tavern quickly. Oh, dang. I uh, approach the host or hostess. You're approached. Uh, how much for a room? They say it depends on what amenities you desire. Uh, a hot bath, for one. And then um, uh, what kind of reputation would this uh, tavern have as far as uh, ladies of entertainment is concerned? She says, ill. Slate doesn't get it. Do you get it? I do, but I'm just letting you. Slate okay. wouldn't understand that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so it sort of sinks in that the wordplay has left your level of expertise, and she sort of fingers rubs her fingers together at your at your direction and says, five gold, boy." Uh, Slate pops five gold in her hand. She gives a like a whistle, almost as if she was calling for a pack animal, and. Uh, Someone to your specifications approaches you and sort of guides you upstairs, uh, swinging a key over, around her finger. Yep, that's good for me. That's how Slate's going to heal. <laughs> I. So with that, uh, a short session, unfortunately, we started late and we're going to end a little early, but uh, I don't want to get into anything else without being able to do everything. So this is going to unfortunately be a really good stopping point. Boo. Yep. Yep. But as we join us next week, we go, man, we haven't heard a shout out to Critical Wick in a while. I wonder if those candles are still around. Holy crap, what a good idea. Yes, in fact, those candles are still around. Their scents are still fantastic. They're still Dungeons and Dragons related, and there's still metal dye at the bottom of every candle. What a concept. I just got a D20 out of mine. You lucky Yay. fucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, criticalwork.com.org. Check them out. Find the candles, buy the candles, own the candles, appreciate owning candles, and have a nice night. I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our Artifa Wizard. Yo, what up? It's Dylan playing Boomer, and y'all have a good night. Our Bard. Hey, it's Austin playing L. Have a good night. Our Fighter. Hey, it's Jeff playing Gaharan. Have a good night. And our Cleric. Hey, guys. Scott playing Slate. Have a good, good night. night. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Uh, Oh, my God.